Oldex, Codex Tyranids, 4th Edition. Tyranid Army Special Rules, Tyranid Weapon Symbiotes, Close Combat Biomorphs, and Hive Mind Powers. Written by Phil Kelly and Andy Chambers, with additional text by Andy Hoare and Graham McNeil. Pages 28 to 31. Narrated by R.J. Bailey. With great thanks to Alistair for donating this copy of Codex Tyranids. Tyranid Army Special Rules The Hive Mind and Synapse Creatures All Tyranids are united by the potent psychic imperatives of their shared hive mind. Some of the larger, more intelligent Tyranid creatures have vastly expanded synapse networks within their cortex that act as a psychic conduit for the directives of the hive mind, overruling the natural instincts of nearby Tyranid creatures. Any Tyranid broods with a model within 12 inches of a synapse creature, including the synapse creature itself, never fall back and are assumed to automatically pass any leadership-based test they are called upon to make, other than psychic tests and those called upon for target selection. Note that since regrouping only takes place at the start of the turn, a Tyranid unit that falls back can be destroyed by pursuers or by becoming trapped. A Tyranid brood that enters synapse range may rally regardless of the usual restrictions, enemy models within six inches, etc. Furthermore, so potent has the iron will of the hive mind become that it can effectively control its thralls even after they have suffered a grievous wound. Tyranids within synapse range, as described above, including the synapse creature itself, are immune to the effects of instant death caused by weapons with a strength double the creature's toughness. Note that this does not apply to ripper swarms. A creature with the synapse power is able to cause all spore mines within 24 inches to detonate in the shooting phase. Choose one mine in the cluster as the initial detonation point. Note that this counts as a shooting attack, so it may not shoot or use other psychic powers in the shooting phase. Other creatures from the same brood may still fire at a different target if desired. Instinctive Behavior Beyond the immediate reach of the hive mind, lesser Tyranid creatures will often revert to their basic, animalistic instincts. If all models in a Tyranid brood begin their movement phase more than 12 inches away from a synapse creature, and that unit is not falling back or already in combat, it will revert to instinctive behavior. Choose each brood in this situation in turn and apply the following rules. If you want to move that brood that turn for any reason, it must take a leadership test at the start of its movement phase. If this is failed, the brood will fall back as it had failed a morale test. If it is passed, the brood may act as normal. Alternatively, the brood may lurk. This means it will remain stationary that turn, but may fire its weapons as normal. Lurking units that are not monstrous creatures add plus one to any cover save they may benefit from. Lurking Tyranids may not claim objectives or hold table quarters. 
Pteranids always fall back towards the nearest synapse creature if possible. If there are no synapse creatures on the board, they will fall back towards the nearest Tyranid table edge. Move through cover. Tyranid swarms move quickly across even the most inhospitable and broken ground under the mental lash of the hive mind. All Tyranids have the move through cover special rule, as detailed on page 75 of the Warhammer 40,000 rulebook. Living Ammunition Many Tyranid weapons are complex, multi-species symbiotes that fire small but vicious Tyranid creatures such as the worm-like organisms hurled by the Devourer or the flesh-eating beetles launched by the Flesh Borer. Heat-sensitive, these voracious lifeforms will adapt to seek out heat sources and vital areas before burrowing into their foe. Any failed roll to wound made by a weapon with living ammunition may be re-rolled. Spore Mine Clusters Spore mines are very basic, genome-modified organisms, which the Tyranids use as living bombs, most commonly launched in clusters from living artillery pieces called biovores. The mines are engorged sacks full of chemicals, viruses, toxins, and poisons that drift slowly in the air currents, with nests of sensitive feelers dangling below, questing for the heat and vibration of possible targets. Due to their unique nature and mode of attack, spore mines use a number of special rules. Shooting Biovores work by firing clusters of spore mines towards the enemy. Each biovore brood fires as many spore mines as there are biovores in that brood. These are fired as barrage weapons with the following profile. Spore mine. Range 48 inches. Strength varies. AP varies. Type heavy one. The strength and AP of the spore mine depends on the type of spore mine bought from the biovores entry on page 45. Use a spore mine model to portray where the spore mine lands. Detonation. If a spore mine makes contact with an enemy for any reason, or an enemy unit or vehicle shoots while within two inches of it, the cluster explodes at the end of the phase. Whenever a spore mine explodes, it triggers the detonation of all of the other mines in its cluster, regardless of location. Place a blast marker centered over the mine in base contact, do not scatter this marker, and resolve it as a normal barrage with the number of templates equal to the number of mines in that cluster. Then remove the detonated mines from the table. If a spore mine cluster scatters so that it does not come into contact with an enemy model, place a spore mine model on the table at the indicated point. If there is more than one spore mine in that cluster, place the extra spore mines in base contact with it. If a mine is reduced to zero wounds or otherwise killed, it will explode as detailed above. A spore mine cluster is a single target for shooting purposes. Mindless Being essentially mindless, a spore mine cluster is fearless, as detailed on page 74 of the Warhammer 40,000 rulebook. For the same reason, they cannot capture table quarters, 
hold objectives, or counter scoring units. Movement. Spore mine clusters drift d6 inches in the direction rolled on a scatter dice each turn. On the roll of a hit, the spore mine cluster may be moved the distance rolled in any direction nominated by the Tyranid player. Unlike most models, a spore mine or spore mine cluster can move within one inch of enemy models and vehicles during its movement. Spore mines cannot make assault moves. As I looked into its dead, black eyes, I saw the terrible sentience it had in place of a soul. Behind that was the steel will of its leader. Further still, I could feel its primogenitor coldly assessing me from the void, and looking back from the furthest recesses of the alien's mind. I can only describe it as an immortal hunger. It is this we cannot kill. Chief Librarian Tegorius of the Space Marines at the Conclave of Ha. Tyranid Weapon Symbiotes Ranged Weapon Symbiotes Tyranid Weapon Symbiotes are usually conjoined to their bodies, organisms melded to them from inception. To represent this, their rate of fire and strength depend on the creature carrying them, as detailed below. A Weapon Symbiote's range and AP value characteristics are set by the type of weapon. A creature with two or more ranged bioweapons may only choose to fire one of them per shooting phase unless it is a monstrous creature, in which case two weapons may be fired. A Tyranid that carries two of the same ranged weapon symbiote counts them as twin-linked. Strength Ranged bioweapons have a strength equal to the creature firing, S, modified as shown in the bioweapons profiles below. The toxin Sax Biomorph, plus one strength, does increase the strength of ranged bioweapons carried by the creature. Bioweapons are limited to a maximum strength as noted in their profile. Rate of Fire Many bioweapons are Assault X weapons. These get one shot per attack on the creature's basic profile, i.e. before being modified by other factors. So two X weapons get twice the creature's attacks in shots, and so on. For example, a Gaunt, one attack, with a Devourer, Assault 2X, fires two shots. A Warrior, two attacks, would fire four shots. Barbed Strangler The Barbed Strangler is a seed channeled from the sack of a thick feeder arm into a simple launcher, little more than a muscled tube. The Strangler seed pod grows to maturity in seconds, spreading and growing in all directions with blinding speed, sending out hooked tendrils to bind and then tear apart its prey. Studies of the creature have revealed it to be sentient alien flora, with similarities to some ground-based xenomorphs. Range 36 inches. Strength S-1, max S-8. AP 5. Type Assault 1 slash Large Blast, Pinning. Devourers. The aptly named Devourer is a conical lump of flesh 
infested by writhing worm-like organisms with black shiny heads. When the weapon is triggered, a bioelectrical jolt hurls a shower of flesh worms at the target, which immediately start burrowing inside the victim's body. A creature infested by flesh worms is driven mad with agony as the worms eat their way through its nervous system to the brain and devour it. Range, 18 inches. Strength, S-1, max S-6. AP, nil. Type, Assault 2X. Living ammunition. Death Spitter. Death Spitters are complex, multi-creature symbiotes which launch highly corrosive, maggot-like organisms with a powerful muscle spasm. Wherever the creatures strike, gobbets of volatile fluid are splattered across a wide area, searing exposed flesh and melting through armor with equal vigor. Range, 24 inches. Strength, S plus 1. Max strength 7. AP, 5. Type, Assault 1, Blast. Flesh Borer. Despite its outward appearance, the flesh borer is in fact a brood nest for sharp-fanged borer beetles. These are normally passive until a massive electrochemical shock hurls them forth to expend their life energy, frenziedly boring through armor, flesh, and bone. Range, 12 inches. Strength, S plus 1, max S6. Type, Assault X, living ammunition. Spine Fist. This symbiote weapon creature is carried in pairs by Tyranids for close-quarter fighting. Spine Fists launch a salvo of diamond-hard spines coated with a lethal neurotoxin in a broad pattern when stimulated. Range, 12 inches. Strength, S, max S6. AP, 5. Type, Assault X, twin-linked. Venom Cannon. The Venom Cannon is a long, powerful bioweapon which fires salvos of highly corrosive poison crystals encrusted with a metallic residue. A target struck by the Venom Cannon is either killed by the impact and blast of electrical energy or by corrosive fragments from the poison crystals when they shatter. Even vehicle armor can be punctured by the crystals, leading to poisoned crew members and shattered equipment. A Venom Cannon can only achieve glancing hits against vehicles that do not have the open-topped characteristic. Range, 36 inches. Strength, plus 2. Max, 10. AP, 4. Type, Assault X. Close Combat Biomorphs Close combat biomorphs can only be used during an assault. A Tyranid creature can use all of its close combat biomorphs in an assault and is not limited to using one at a time like most models. Bone Sword A bone sword crackles with psychic energy, and when stimulated, its hilt sends out a signal that drives the Hive Tyrant and its minions into a frenzy of bloodlust. 
A hive tyrant with a bone sword is permanently under the effects of the catalyst power. With a successful psychic test taken at the beginning of the Tyranid assault phase, the hive tyrant may use the bone sword to extend the effects of catalyst to all broods with a model within six inches. Crushing Claws Massive, crab-like claws seen on the very largest Tyranid beasts, these fearsome weapons can smash several foes to the ground with one sweep and tear apart just about anything they latch onto. A model with crushing claws substitutes a d6 for its normal number of attacks. Any bonus attacks, for example, for charging, scything talents, etc., are added to the d6 roll. For determining the number of ranged bioweapon shots the creature has, use its basic number of attacks. Lash Whip Lash whips are living ropes of muscle and sinew which writhe and twist with a will of their own. In combat, they strangle and bind, entangling creatures so that they are easy meat for the Tyranids. Models in base contact with a creature equipped with a lash whip lose one attack in each assault phase, to a minimum of one. Rending Claws Rending claws are usually short and powerful, tipped with diamond-hard spikes or talons. They are quite capable of crushing plasteel and ripping through the thickest armor with their vice-like grip. Tyranids with rending claws gain the rending ability for all their close combat attacks. See page 46 of the Warhammer 40,000 rulebook. Scything Talons Many Tyranid creatures have long, stabbing and slashing claws of razor-edged bone or chitin, frequently formed from fused talons. Tyranid creatures with scything talons count as having two close combat weapons, and so gain plus one attack. Creatures with two sets of scything talons gain plus two attacks in close combat instead of plus one. No more than plus two attacks can be gained in this way, and the number of attacks from ranged weapon symbiotes is not increased. Note that this is the only way that Tyranids gain extra attacks in close combat for multiple weapons. Hive Mind Powers Many Tyranid organisms act as a conduit for the awesome psychic energies of the Hive Mind. Any Tyranid creature with these powers is considered to be a Psyker. Hive Mind powers do not require a psychic test to use unless specifically stated in their description. Only those powers which require a psychic test to use may be cancelled by enemy Psykers and war gear. Catalyst This power may be used once per turn at the beginning of the Tyranid player's assault phase, and requires a psychic test to use. If the test is successful, the Tyranid player can nominate a single Tyranid unit that is within 24 inches of the creature using the power. Models in the affected unit will strike back in close combat, even if killed before their turn to attack in initiative order. The dead models are removed once they have made their attacks. The Horror an enemy unit that wishes to assault a creature with this power must take a morale test. If the test is failed, 
The unit quails before the horrifying psychic presence of the Tyranid hive mind and may not make an assault that turn. Psychic Scream Any enemy units with models within 18 inches of a creature with this power suffer a minus one to all leadership tests. If several creatures with the Psychic Scream power are within range of the unit, the modifiers are cumulative. The Shadow in the Warp all psychic tests made by the enemy during the game are made on 3d6, discounting the lowest roll. Any perils of the warp results are nullified, and the power will pass or fail as normal. Synapse Creature See page 28 Warp Blast The creature can attack in the shooting phase using a focused blast of warp energy instead of firing ranged bioweapons. This counts as a ranged weapon, with the characteristics shown on the first line below. Range, 24 inches. Strength, 5. AP, 3. Type, Assault 1, Blast. Alternatively, the creature can opt to tap into the energies of the hive mind to unleash a more focused bolt. This uses the second profile. Range, 18 inches. Strength, 10. AP, 2. Type, Assault, 1. There is a risk of the coruscating power frying its brains, so to use the high-powered bolt, the creature must make a psychic test. A Tyranid with enhanced senses may not use this high-powered bolt, as its delicate sensory apparatus would be burnt out. Warp Field Defensive psychic barriers give the creature a 2-plus armor save and a 6-plus invulnerable save. You have been listening to Oldex, Codex Tyranids, 4th Edition, Tyranid Army Special Rules, Tyranid Weapon Symbiotes, Close Combat Biomorphs, and Hive Mind Powers. Written by Phil Kelly and Andy Chambers, with additional text by Andy Hoare and Graham McNeil, pages 28 to 31. Narrated by me, R.J. Bailey. With great thanks to Alistair for donating this copy of Codex Tyranids. Thank you to Phil Kelly, Andy Chambers, Andy Hoare, and Graham McNeil for writing the fiction I grew up with. If you've enjoyed this, please leave a review where you found it, or like share and subscribe on YouTube, depending how you're listening. This production, like all of Oldex, is entirely unofficial and uncommercial, from an out-of-print publication, is a derivative work with all copyrights owned by Games Workshop, and is a celebration of the hobby and lore I grew up with. If you have any suggestions for other old Codex fiction for me to narrate on this podcast, you can comment Contact me on Twitter at rjbailey or email robertjbailey at gmail.com. Links are in the show description.